from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing January the 14th, 2018. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3GR. G'day listeners and g'day Robert, how are you sir? I'm very well, thank you Brian, how are you? Happy and well mate. Uh, trying to keep away from this crazy weather we've had. Uh, we've had high 30s and uh, amazing storms and all the rest. Uh, not just outside Rob, but in uh, the data centre at work one day actually. Oh no, what happened? Oh mate, got the alert saying the intake temperatures to all these things are over 30 degrees and uh, yeah, ran from the uh, train station up there and in there and uh, I, I probably brought um, precipitation in with me off my brow. Uh, saw that um, some of the bypass things were on manual already and anyway, obviously the people who uh, take care of the data centre knew about it but um, took a while for that uh, that. Uh, inertia of the heat just to start to decrease and it was okay nothing blew up or broke um, except yeah, you know my heart running at like 180 beats a minute for a second there yeah so for listeners that aren't into it uh, i think i've got this right that this it was the servers themselves that were sending you yes. e- email messages yes. telling you that they were cooking please daddy i'm scared oh, make wait. this hot air stop okay yeah and daddy came to the rescue and all was good uh, yeah, thankfully, um, it was uh, it was a heart starter. That was uh, I was just cruising on the train that morning and changing at Richmond, and thought, oh, what's this uh, buzzing happening in my pocket? Longest uh, eleven minutes of my life, mate. Well, I had a great week too, Brian. I was at a place called Neerham, which for those in VK3 will probably know where that is, at a place called Forest Edge. I was providing uh, production facilities for an event, there, a week long event there. So nice. We had some interesting weather both hot and rainy but uh, we survived all of that and most of the days were excellent weather now hoping it's uh, excellent weather where our field day stations are this weekend too yeah right. enjoying the great outdoors is great country now depending upon when you're listening to this broadcast it might be during the field day or you might have packed up your station and you're packing up listening to the broadcast but uh, all the best for the wia vhf field day this weekend good luck and congratulations on being part of it and getting out there and uh, making all those contacts it is a contact sport of course rob yeah and if you're a listener make contact with one of those stations make contact with us even and tell us how it went love to see a report in the news in the coming weeks uh, and also ar magazine and the like now, uh, speaking about this uh, broadcast, the uh, call for assistance is going to go out again, everybody. Uh, as we mentioned to the listeners on last week's broadcast, Graham VK4BB is taking a break from his role of anchor and presenter, and the WIA board is uh, taking this opportunity to share the load of sourcing, editing, and presenting, and recording the WIA broadcast. Uh, first up, a shout-out to Brett Marley, VK7FTAS, who was offered to join the broadcast team as a presenter. Thank you, Brett. He works for Triple M in Hobart and has agreed to do the international news segment in place of Jason, VK2LAW, who has, after many years of dedicated service, decided to take a break of his own for a while. Many thanks to Jason for your help and hard work over the many years which you've been contributing to this broadcast. We thank you. However, what we are really in urgent need of is editors. This important role generates the material for us, the presenters and anchors, to read. 
The WIA board has approved a terms of reference and role descriptions to define the various roles. And you can read these on the About Broadcast page on the website. Click on Broadcast under the Members tab of the WIA website. So if you're good with sourcing amateur radio news from various sources on the internet and you're good at writing and proofing textual material and promoting our great hobby, you should take a look at the role description and terms of reference docs on the website and send us an email and let us know you're interested. Now you can send emails to nationalnews at wia.org.au and one of the team will get in touch with you. Now continuing on with the website, Rob, you checked out the uh, new Associates program in the last couple of weeks, haven't you? Yeah, we mentioned this on last week's news broadcast, the new WIA Associates website. Now, uh, if you haven't already done so, register on that uh, website. One of the very cool features of the website, though, is it allows you to have your own unique URL that you can post on your own blog page. And when your visitors to your blog page click on that URL, it takes them to the associate's website, but it also lets the associate website know that the inquiry has come via your website. Oh, so you become a referrer yeah. of these new people. And that's tracked. Exactly right. Right, right. So the associate's website, by its name, the, mm-hmm. the association is between where the inquiry has come from yep. to that website. Now, yeah. that doesn't uh, obligate you to track down these people. This is just saying that you are taking advantage of the tools that the WA gives you to draw people from whatever, a business card or a welcome pack at the club or something like that, that you get doing some outreach and yep. bringing them, and they can track... Uh, and you know what? I reckon that'd be great that uh, the WA could then track uh, and just put a feeler out there and say, hey, you've been really successful. What are you doing that we can share with other people to make sure that we can get as uh, as many new and interested people into the hobby and you know in a sticky way? Because you can obviously see uh, how that tracks through over time and uh, what these people uh, that come via these particular methods um, uh, you know, how they get involved and how they stay involved. Exactly. So if you haven't already done so, check out the uh, new uh, contact website contact.wia.org.au I like it now to this week's major news story Brian it's an update on the LCD and here's Colin VK3 LED with this most important news the future of amateur radio update a key part of how we operate is known as the Australian Communications and Media Authority ACMA license conditions determinations or LCDs The WIA board has received some inquiries about the LCD submission following the three consultation surveys in June 2017. There were more than 1,100 respondents from the amateur radio community. The first survey showed that future amateur radio licensing must not be less than what is in the current apparatus licensing. Respondents wanted to see reduced regulation and greater self-determination. In relation to permitted power levels, It must be reviewed in a sensible, pragmatic way for all license levels, taking into account personal safety and electromagnetic emissions. The second survey shows the need for digital models for foundation licensees and access to more bands for foundation licensees. Support for the standard license included access to more bands and higher power. For advanced licenses, harmonization in 160 meters and 80 meters and a new allocation at 5.3 MHz, primary status in the 50-52 MHz band, access to 70-70.5 MHz, and the 918-925 MHz ISM band. 
There was overwhelming support for the relaxation of permitted bandwidths and an increase in power to 1,000 watts for the advanced licence. There was also overwhelming support for the balance between the three grades of licences. The third survey sought to address outstanding issues with licence conditions. The first question asked about clarifying the interference, station identification, retransmission and operation of repeaters. The WIA will be pushing to expedite the implementation of the LCD recommendations. The ACMA is expected to begin its review of the LCD later this year. Not just important news, Rob, but exciting news. Thank you, Colin, for telling us, LED, telling us about the LCD. Anyway, this is how we do what we do the right way, not the wrong way, like this next bloke. Uh, Illegal radio operators to know his fate in February. The Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Court of Appeals judges are to decide on the punishment of a ham radio operator who operated radio transmitting equipment without a license in 2007. The newspaper says a magistrate's order in 2011, which led to a Desi Lee Bonteri being discharged of the two offences, has been overturned by justices of appeal. They have submitted a guilty verdict and will consider the appropriate punishment from Bonteri in February. He was charged by the Telecommunications Authority, a TATT, on September 12, 2007, for operating radio transmitting equipment without a license at his home in Carinage. He uh, was eventually granted a license by TATT, and Bonteri's attorney asked the judges for leniency for his client, who now works with React and the Red Cross. Uh, more details, and uh, the full story, in fact, at uh, the Newsday website, and the link for that is in the text edition of this news. Rob, I don't know if he's actually really an amateur if he didn't have a license. No. So he wasn't an amateur at the time. He was a very naughty boy. Hmm. Okay, now Peter Parker, VK3YE, he's let us know that the next Melbourne QRP by the Bay day will be on Saturday, February the 3rd, 2018 at Chelsea Beach. Now here's Peter, VK3YE, with some more about QRP by the Bay. Melbourne QRP by the Bay is a popular event on the local amateur radio calendar. Held two or three times a year, it's a gathering for Melbourne's home brewers and low-power operators at the popular Chelsea Beach, 30 kilometres south of the city. Some of the highlights have included amateur satellite communication, which we had last time using the new AO91 satellite. And we've had demonstrations on other frequencies like 160 metres AM, 40 metres pedestrian mobile and much more. The event is informal and requires next to no organisation. Just pick a public place and tell other people about it. It spurned a similar event in Sydney called QRP by the Harbour. So if there's something lacking in your local amateur radio calendar, consider something like QRP by the Bay. For more information, just search the event name on YouTube or Google and you'll see videos and write-ups of our events here in Melbourne. The next one, by the way, is coming soon, Saturday, February 3, at Chelsea Beach, from 3pm. This has been Peter Parker, VK3YE, from Melbourne QRP by the Bay. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service, originating from VK1 WIA. Thank you, Peter. I've been to a couple of those, Rob. They're great. Uh, Two out of the five or six so far. Some really hot days and uh, a blustery, windy day. But it didn't really matter because we were sitting there under the shade uh, just near the, the beach, actually. And obviously everyone knows Peter with his uh, 
uh, loop antennas, walking, getting uh, his feet wet on the beach and all that. In fact, if you want to see a YouTube famous beach, come along and that's the beach where he actually does his walking up and down. Not far from where you live, is it? No, no. I used to be up in the hills for a long, long time and then the last oh, eight or ten years or whatever, I've, uh, I've headed Bayside. Speaking about getting out there too, I'll have a uh, great practice run for being in the great outdoors uh, in a couple of weeks. Something called the Australia Day Weekend. Colin's going to tell us about something very, very special. AX prefix on Australia's National Day. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA, automatically allows all Australian radio amateurs to substitute their normal VK callsign prefix with the letters AX every Australia Day. Our National Day this year falls on Friday 26th of January. This gives radio amateurs the chance to be part of the commemoration of the first fleet's arrival in 1788 at Sydney Cove and the establishment of a European settlement at Port Jackson with the raising of the British flag by Governor Arthur Phillip. On Australia Day, many celebrate our country and culture. This includes the granting of awards, honours and the welcoming to citizenship of many immigrants. National flags will be flown and the celebrations include fireworks displays. The AX prefix is popular among prefix hunters and others. The use of a special QSL card is encouraged by the Wireless Institute of Australia. So Brian, what are you going to do on Australia Day? I'm going to take advantage of that AX uh, call sign uh, prefix and I'm going to create a pile-up. Why not? It's the opportunity we have to get on air on a, at a special time, on a special day, with a special prefix, and, you know, people chase it. And when we're not doing that, we might even squeeze in a barbecue with the family. Yeah, 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 barbecue. You know I like to barbecue, Rob. Now I've been thinking, and so is Jeff, VK4ZPP. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking... Now that the Christmas leftovers have seen out the new year and the shops filled for their next orgy of excess, we amateurs can run up the national flag and use the AX prefix for Australia Day. It has been heartening to see the openings inspiring people to use the higher bands and monitoring 10 and 6 metres. AO91 has been conveniently passing over the East Coast and more people have been monitoring the action, all lack of it. It's a fair bet. Life is about to return to normal pattern of activity when the stores promote their back-to-school sales. Those lucky enough to take a break away from the home and work are starting to think about cleaning the holiday gear and settling back to the work-a-day routine. This also means radio clubs are getting back into a yearly, monthly, weekly routine and planning for the rest of 2018. I don't promote New Year's resolutions as they promote a sense of failure when the high aspirations don't come about. However, what I would hope is that more information gets put out to the general amateur community. So many things happen in this hobby and so many get hurriedly promoted on internet and social media. This year, Amateur Radio magazine is being published every two months. What this means is that our WIA news services are more important to the community in getting the message out. That is your club's message and your message about events, activities and people. This is the way to update people with what is happening in your part of the world. This is the way to get an assured listener base. Let's hear you in 2018. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. How about you? 
And that is not a bad thought. It's the start of a new year and all the rest of it. Getting out there, getting radioactive. And somebody else who's gotten really active, not just radioactive, but physically active, Shane Lynn, VK4KHZ. And here is John Williams to tell us more about that. The home of the good guys. A radio amateur from far north Queensland has achieved a lot for a remote village while on holidays in the Solomon Islands. Shane Lind, VK4KHZ, visits the village of Busson once a year and has been helping to build a guest house, holiday home, and teaching a couple of the locals about amateur radio. Shane, VK4KHZ, was there for five weeks and taught a couple of the local teenagers who want to become H44 amateur radio operators some basic amateur radio techniques and operating. During openings on six metres, there was also a keen bunch of local onlookers with many asking questions such as, where is that person? One local in particular, Gibson Leaney, after several days of observing, was confident enough to grab the H44DA microphone and call CQ under supervision. With some further assistance, Gibson could become the first Busson ham in the future. Shane's volunteer work included the purchase of two diesel generators, the installation of 300 metres of underground electrical cable and a switchboard to provide reticulated power. All homes in Busson Village now have electric lighting and at least four general power outlets. In addition, he purchased and installed two polyethylene water tanks and provided guttering and downpipes to the house in order to capture as much rainwater as possible. The village girls used to collect water daily from a remote freshwater stream, which is a fair distance from the village. Two days after the water tanks were installed, monsoon rain filled the main water tank to capacity. Shane also installed a proper flushing toilet, known by the villagers as the white man toilet, and a septic tank, in order to provide some creature comforts for future tourists or visitors. Thank you, John, and thanks, Shane, for your hard work and dedication and effort. Australia's most wanted are restorers at the moment. A cry for help's gone out from the Royal Flying Doctors Museum in Cloncurry, Queensland, for anyone with the necessary skills to help with the restoration of the three Traeger pedal wireless transmitters recently donated to the museum. If you can help out, then please contact Ian, Bob or Gavin in the Townsville and Brisbane area. Their uh, call signs and uh, phone numbers are in the text edition. So if you'd like to get involved with the Royal Flying Doctors Museum and if uh, you've got those special skills in uh, bringing something back from the past and keeping it for our future, definitely get involved. That's what's going on around here. Now to international news. Let's find out what's been going on around the world. It's no secret that hams are inventive. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, tells us about one ham in New England whose latest invention has won him yet another U.S. patent. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has granted a Massachusetts radio amateur a patent for an invisibility cloak that provides deflective electromagnetic shielding for ships, spacecraft, antennas, satellites, rockets, towers, and other structures. Inventor Nathan Cohen, W1YW, the founder of Fractal Antenna Systems Incorporated, issued a statement saying that while the company's previous patent covers an invisibility cloak itself, this technology can deflect electromagnetic waves, leaving an object invisible to those waves. The camouflage occurs at the level of heat and radio wavelengths. A press release from the company noted that the cloaking is possible even over a wide bandwidth. It can be used for defense and intelligence, but also has commercial applications for towers and antennas. According to his QRZ profile, Nathan isn't just a fractal antenna specialist, but also an enthusiastic DXer. This is the latest patent to be granted to the firm. 
For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Radio amateurs in Cuba have proven themselves to be scholars. The FRC, the Cuban Radio Federation, reports that 98% of the candidates taking the licensing test on December 16th have passed. That means Cuba will have 103 newly licensed hams getting call signs with a CL prefix and 100 others qualified for upgrades to higher levels of licensing with the call sign prefixes of CM and CO. The FRC reports that this rate of success surpasses performance on the previous exam by 8%. The FRC announced that it was pleased with these latest test results and hopes the addition of the new licensed amateurs will increase radio access to regions of Cuba that are mountainous and otherwise inaccessible. The FRC is also reaching out increasingly to youngsters and YLs. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Now, thanks to uh, Kevin and Paul. Now, staying abroad, DX News. In DX News, Kenneth, LA7GIA, and Adrian, KO8SCA, plan to be active from Somalia for 12 days this month. They have been issued with the call sign 6 Oscar 6 Oscar. Operation will be mainly CW on 160 through to 10 metres. Somalia is considered a semi-rare DXCC entity, so look out for the pile-ups. QSL manager is Mike Zero, Oscar X-Ray Oscar. The DIM UT6UD has been very QRV from the island of St. Martin in the Caribbean using the call sign PJ7 slash UT6UD over the past week. He remains there until January 13th. Logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World and QSLs can be obtained directly from UT6UD. John KB4FB will be operating holiday style from Laos starting January 9th and using the call sign XW4FB. He expects to be there for about two weeks. A group of Japanese amateurs will sign 6Y6J from the home station of Josh, 6Y5WJ, from the 11th to the 22nd of January. QSLs are OK via club log OQRS and logs will be uploaded to LOTW. Rich, PA0RRS, will be on Penang Island, West Malaysia, using his 9M2MRS callsign until January 31st. The IOTA reference is AS015, and QSLs go to his home call. I'm Col, VK3LED. Thank you, Colin. And now to contests in 2018. The John Moyle Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of March 2018 and will run from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday until 0059 on the Sunday. And the Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, Saturday, May the 5th from 1000 UTC to 1146. That's a sprint. And the Winter WIA VHF UHF Field Day, that's on the 23rd and 24th of June 2018. And don't forget the VK Shires contest is always held on the June long weekend. It's the weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year. So note it down June 9 and 10, 0600 on the Saturday through 0600 on the Sunday. Okay, IARU HF Championship event, it's on the 15th and 16th of July. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, it's held on the Saturday night of the third full weekend in July, as always, making it July 21st this time round from 0800 UTC and a finish time of 1400 UTC. Great one to get involved in there. One year we went to a campsite in Yarra Valley. The campsite had a flying fox and we loaded up the flying fox for 160 metres and we had some great contacts. Oh, wow. 
August the 11th and 12th, the WIA Remembrance Day Contest, the big one. 21st International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is on August 18 and 19, this year not coinciding with the Remembrance Day Contest. And the Oceania Contest, the phone section, the first full weekend in October, the 6th and the 7th, starting at 0800 hours UTC, running through to 0800 hours UTC on the Sunday. And the CW section, the second full weekend in October, that's the 13th and 14th, again, 0800 hours UTC on the Saturday through to 0800 hours UTC on the Sunday. And the VHF UHF WA Field Day Contest dates for spring is the 24th and 25th of November. We also have the summer, winter and spring VHF, UHF field day dates all the way through to the end of 2021 in the text edition of this news. About the right time to talk about the social scene, Rob. Starting with January 25th, the news about the TARC Australia Long Weekend Family Radio Camp. This sounds like a huge one. These guys will be making good use of the AX prefix that we talked about before, happening from Thursday afternoon through Sunday. That's at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and Trading Centre out in Blue Water. Now, the activities will include cooking of damper and other bush recipes. You can bring your camp ovens or use the kitchen facilities there and bring your recipe and uh, your favourite one from down the, you know, handed down the family and uh, raising of the flag while singing the national anthem. That's going to happen and throwing of the infernal thong to release that pent-up stress. Now, portable demonstrations of computer-based radio comms, antenna work, and bushwalking along the well-marked trekking trails out there. Now, gathering under the giant shed of knowledge to swap ideas and pick brains, plus much, much more. Now, it's a long weekend event. It sounds very interesting if you're in the Townsville region. So, if you haven't signed up to attend, get in there and give those guys a call and put your name down. Gosh, those guys know how to do a good weekend event, don't they? Huge one. And how to send information to the WAA News to make sure everyone knows about it too. February the 18th, it's the Wandark Hamfest at the Italian Sports Club in Werribee. And, and also February 25th, the VK2 Wyong Field Day, the big one. And this one is a big one, the anniversary for them. And here's a bit about that from Ed. Crikey, it's only six weeks away now. What you say? The Wyong Field Day on Sunday 25th of February. All arrangements are going on at a feverish pace to make sure the event is up to the same high standards it's had for the last 60 years. With the current heatwave in Australia, we're glad that the all-new commercial trader's marquee is air-conditioned. The fact that the car boot sail area is now covered also provides shade and both areas protect us against rain should it come. So as always, the event is on rain or shine. The field day opens at 8.30am to the public and car boot sellers are allowed entry to set up at 7.30am. The entry fee will be $10 per person and those under 17 get in free. Entry tickets will be wristbands to make exit and re-entry easier. Please check the fieldday.org.au website for full details of the event. For the Central Coast Field Day at Wyong 2018, this is Ed, DD5LP73. Thanks, Ed, for that uh, update. Now, in March 25th, here in VK3, the EMDRC FAMFest at the Great Ryrie Primary School in Heathmont. And May the 4th through 7th, it's the VK4 Clearview Gathering between Rockhampton and Mackay. The Clearview Gathering is a yearly event where radio amateurs meet on the spot on the coast between Rockhampton and Mackay to relax, talk radio, re-establish acquaintances and participate in the world-renowned Saturday night mega auction. There may even be some fox hunting and there'll definitely be raffles. The Gathering is now one of the main revenue raisers for the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club and Mackay Amateur Radio Association. Another good event. 
Gipstech, July 7th, 21st, annual, another big anniversary, Gippsland Technical Conference. A focus is primarily on weak signal, VHF, UHF and microwave comms. It's a uh, great uh, social dinner on the Friday through the whole weekend of technical talk. And I know the uh, partners and family get out there as well to take advantage of uh, Gippsland and the surrounding towns and things there, Rob. You can get more information, uh, listeners, vk3bez.org. November the 11th in VK5 at the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest. Now, I think we've just about, yes we have, come to the end of this week's news. And this is, uh, yeah, we've got another week coming up and then we hand it over to an all new look team. But more about that uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, that uh, we, as a reminder, we said at the start of the news broadcast, we are looking for news editors. So please, if you uh, feel you can help out editing scripts and gathering news, then please send us an email to nationalnews at wia.org.au. Thanks again, Brian, for uh, helping with this week's news. Always great to be here, Rob. And listeners, hope you have a great week coming up and are taking full advantage of uh, the longer days that we have now. Yeah, and as we say each week, we reported, you decide. We've reported, you decide.